Good evening, good afternoon, good morning, whatever it may be, wherever in the world you are, uh, welcome back to A Life Extraordinary. I'm your show host, Roberto. I'm a photographer, videographer, um, entrepreneur, ex-businessman, current businessman, I guess, um, man of many hats, and, uh, and I'm delighted to, to be here today uh, just chatting with you to recap the the year in pandemic you know it was a tough year for so many for in so many different ways it touched us all one way or another um it's changed the world uh it seems for for a long time at the moment and uh and let's let's i just want to recap my year and how we adapted to the different uh swings we had coming to us um this is a wonderful social app that we're on here right now so feel free to call in anytime. I'd love to hear um, how you were affected this year by strange pandemic um, as it was. Uh, granted, 2020 was <laughs> pretty crappy as well. But, <laughs> but, uh, but again, you know, we've made it through. We're here. And, uh, and I think uh, misery loves company. So let's share our stories of uh, tough times and easier times as well. So for us, the pandemic of 2021 began with a lockdown in Worcester, British Columbia for a while. And, um, and, and then we, were, we found out that people, uh, it was basically a lockdown per region. And uh, so they didn't want you leaving Whistler um, or going up the Sea to Sky Highway or from Vancouver or from anywhere else. And obviously the border was shut down. Um, this changed our resort town significantly because... We're a town that gets twenty to thirty thousand people in a day to go skiing or just to to visit, and in this case, suddenly um, Americans couldn't get in. People from all over the world couldn't get in. A lot of Americans have homes even in my building, uh, as well. So it was a very strange thing not to be able to to go to their own properties. Um, then we assumed that, uh, obviously, like many at the beginning of the pandemic, we were pretty horrified at touching any handle, any door handle was like, <gasps> oh no. <laughs> and then, uh, or, or, or certain type of doors in a very public place that you're like, you just never see a door handle the same way, uh, for the rest of your life. And, uh, in our case with children, it's even more petrifying, particularly in the early stages. And then I guess still, still worrisome now when the littlest ones, you know, lick everything, put everything in their mouths, grab everything, and you're just like, no, don't pick up, don't eat that chip that just fell on very, very questionable ground. <laughs> um, but at the same time, we, during the pandemic, you know, we, we learned how important community is, because in our community, uh, while we couldn't travel to see our family, we, we still managed to stay close, and yet, uh, and yet at the beginning, we couldn't see each other. So it was so, so strange, so strange. Um, hopefully, and, and right now in, in Canada and Quebec, they've just gone full lockdown with curfews at night. Imagine that at New Year's Eve, what, what a strange, uh, path we've gone along that, uh, we're now scared to touch door handles and, uh, even visit family and friends because of, of giving them the virus. Fortunately, now that, uh, for those of us that are vaccinated, we're comfortable in knowing that it, it most likely uh, low probability that this Omicron variant will, will hurt very much per se, and it becomes just like a, a crappy flu, uh, even less so for, for many people. So again, um, lots, of different, lots of different changes. We couldn't see family uh, for a big chunk, and right now we're in Mexico because 
we are able to to be with with my mom and and my dad and and uh even though the canadian government said we don't recommend you leave the country right now um after a couple of years of pandemic you it's it's worn on all of us and uh and you come to try and balance your life between okay i want to stay safe and keep those around me safe but i don't want to live a life that doesn't let me even live uh by seeing my family by seeing my parents friends uh in certain scenarios and so so yeah so again super 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 strange you know the kids being out of school uh also happened to us at the beginning of the pandemic and uh and for us that they they really haven't they had just begun to go to daycare and um and and kindergarten it wasn't uh such a big shock to have them suddenly home again but now that we have had them in a stint there we are concerned that they start to shut down those things again because it is very tricky to uh often to take care of your kids every single day from from home or wherever it may be while at the same time trying to do any work whatsoever uh between screams of daddy 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 so this added a lot of stress in 2021 to a lot of people and including ourselves of like hey you know i can't even i have to be scared of getting a nanny because i don't want the nanny to bring something uh over even now here in mexico we we had some help today uh so that we could get some work done and uh and we were still like cautious <laughs> very concerned we're like is this a good idea is this not because there's a lot of people getting getting covid down here so but it's a balance it's like okay but then when do we get a husband and wife moment to go do some sort of activity either if we can't leave the kids with someone at a certain point so uh so yeah so a lot of the stress in a lot of families in in that regard but i think many many we all have adapted um but it's definitely uh still something that we're all getting used to um we had the ski resort all for ourselves and that was one of the good sides of sides of 2021 pandemic is that we were able to have this world class powder resort at the steps from our door with nobody on the the each gondola we got to have our own gondola um so you didn't even go as a group the lines up were non-existent uh if, you know there was a few weekends there was a lot of people but aside from that no excuse me and then um and then that was pretty oh make here um and then that was quite something different because people are used to long lineups and and Whistler with no lines and and pure powder is is something quite quite special um but then the season was closed in march suddenly it was closed down when when we hadn't expected it to to be and we were on the ski hill one day at the magic carpet with the kids and they're like did you hear did you hear what 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 they they're announcing the resort is closed as of tomorrow and we're like what seriously that's terrible because it is one of the things that uh, that kept a lot of joy in our life while being in this type of uh, lockdown world um then obviously during the beginning of the pandemic there was a lot of my contracts for work that were suddenly postponed um because of pandemic and a lot of hesitancy for anybody to write up any new business um and then all the trade shows where i meet all my clients canceled as well so it was a strange time but again that somehow moved online to a certain degree although it was very nice in 2021 to get back to a trade show in uh Denver Colorado outdoor retailer and see the people behind the brands uh that that support us and our our lifestyle um uh, that being said it was the smallest uh trade show that i have ever been to since it's a, since its existence and for the winter one coming up i don't even know if i'm going to go with all that's going on with omicron because if i get covid while outside of canada then suddenly i can't get back in until it goes i lose don't have the virus in my system or whatever 
So lovely time still. So I, have you guys seen the meme where it says when you realize it's like a guy looking horrified and it's like <laughs> when you realize that uh, 2022 is spelled 20, uh, T-W-E-N-T-Y, t- again, 20, and then T-O-O. <laughs> um, so again, it's uh, it seems like we're going down a bit of a rabbit hole, but I think we're all a bit more habituated to this whole COVID scenario and getting vaccinated and, and making balanced decisions on where to travel and what to do. So take a big sigh because it looks like uh, it's going to be a long winter. Um, in 2021, I had a baby. Yes, our latest child, Ariella. Uh, Ariella Cassiopeia, Cassiopeia, after the stars, of course. And, um, and we had a baby. And so my wife was pregnant throughout a good chunk of COVID. Um, and that was obviously very concerning because they were saying that women could die uh, from complications and the baby as well from getting COVID while they're pregnant because their body doesn't have the right immunity or whatnot. So that was a little bit of an add-on cherry on top throughout the, the pregnancy of being concerned about anything happening to my wife. And then suddenly, one day in July, I think it was, the doctor says, oh, you're still a couple months away from having the baby, but we need you to go to the hospital in uh, Vancouver, and you're going to have to stay there for until the baby's born. And because it's COVID, you might have to be in a hospital room for a month or more while the, we wait for the baby to come and nobody can see you. So it was pretty horrifying for all of us that that was going to happen and then that we were going to have to be in Vancouver during peak lockdown pandemic where basically everyone was on the streets. It was like the weirdest thing in the world when we were there that you're walking outside and imagine nobody's gone to work and everyone's on the streets. It's just so strange and such a contrast to Whistler where because we're a resort town that's only 13,000 people, we don't have, we, it was the polar opposite of what Vancouver was. So it was horrific for me to be in that city during that time, obviously with the stress of the baby. And then we were going to have to stay while the baby was likely to be in NICU because, which is a uh, native ice in, intensive care unit, uh, because uh, you have to stay close by, obviously to the hospital to give the baby all the support possible until your baby's okay. So all this during pandemic, imagine the, the highs, the, the lows and the more lows. Um, and, then, uh, and then a doctor, one of the top uh, doctors for the gynecologist at the BC uh, Women and Children's Hospital saw her and we were going that day from, you know, just lady was in tears because we, we thought she might have to stay in the hospital alone without any of us and away from the kids and all that for weeks or months at a time to a doctor saying, you know what, after he checked her, he's like, my, I disagree with what the other doctors are saying. I think you'll be fine. Go home. And it was like the biggest relief ever. And my wife was so excited about that, that we got home and two days later, what did we do? We go on a canoe trip with the kids. <laughs> like, take it easy. You're a few, quite, you know, quite a few months pregnant. And, uh, and, but for us, it was such a, just, just like a sigh of like, let's, everything's going to be okay. And at the same time, let's live as we're accustomed to living because my lady did ski throughout the season when she was pregnant. She did uh, do lots of sports and activities uh, as well. And, and that's what her body's used to. And, and at the end of the day, everything came out just okay. So it was actually the first time that my baby's given to me because I've had three. 
and that they don't have to do anything because the other two needed oxygen and to go into the NICU for a day or six hours. So uh, this one, they're like, here's your baby. I'm like, that's it? Oh, great. <laughs> no, like, <laughs> world is gobbling me up as I have no idea what's going on as they're giving oxygen to the baby on a table on the side. So none of that. So in that regard, fantastic. Um, obviously, um, Ariella being born during COVID made it really difficult for us to see people even after she was born. But my mom was able to come out and spend a month with us. And after not having spent almost any time with her and not having seen my brother and, and his family in a long time as well, uh, it was really, really nice to, to have them close. And I think that's one thing that uh, coronavirus is no longer new to us in a way, even though it's constantly adapting in <laughs> probably bad, many bad ways and overwhelming our medical systems and things like that. But on the other side, we, we know the devil <laughs> in a way, sort of. Um, and, uh, and I think that's made it us and particularly me and, and my family realize that yes, we, we do want to be careful. Yes, we have to be careful about overloading the system. Yes, we have a very little child that, uh, two of our little ones are not vaccinated yet. Our five-year-old is, um, but, but, but at the same time, you know, what, what are the years lost of my mom and my dad not seeing the kids and what are the years lost of not spending time with close friends and family? So, so it's a balance of, of how you live your life. I think uh, for us, uh, a lot of rapid tests with those around us when we want to do events is probably the, the key to that. But we'll see. Oh, I'm going to Tanzania. But anyways, that's 2022. Now back to 2021. Um, so that, that's last summer uh, in Canada. Restrictions were loosened. It seemed like things were going back to normal. We weren't able to have our overnight kids camp. Borders were still closed most of the time. But we were able to have our kids' day camp, and that went really well. Lots of uh, people aren't aware that we fell into this whole life of adventure and camping and canoeing simply because uh, I was sent to a kids' camp as a kid. My parents are very bourgeois. They don't really do <laughs> those activities. Um, but, uh, but in a good way, you know, they, have, they also they taught me to sell, and that's how I'm able to, to make the business that I, that I have. Um, what else, what else about 2021? Um, anyone feel free to call in and tell me some of their stories of how it changed their life. You're more than welcome to anytime. That's the point of this app. was so delighted to have uh, a few people on my last uh, ones call in. Um, it was really nice to ease restrictions. We had also our first family five-person trekking hike of five nights up in the mountains with baby Ariella when she was just two months old, even less than that. Um, and we hiked up at night with gear for five days, food. We even brought a paddleboard. But at night, it was raining. It was starting to get cold. So we get to the top. I pitched the tent with my, my a friend of mine came to, to help us out as well. We pitched the tent. But remember, he has to carry his own gear. So really, it's, it's, a, it's a great help, but we all have to carry our, our loads in a way. And uh, we pitched the tent and we put the kids in um, and my lady. And so they're comfortable. And then we hike back down the uh, seven kilometers, I believe it is, uh, with about uh, 700 meters, 900 meters of elevation gain. I'd have to check that again. And we do it all over again in the middle of the night with a freezing-ish rain uh, getting to the top again. But then we had some of the most beautiful days camped away from where most of the people camp up at Joffrey Lakes. Uh, but we are in a section that's technically, I guess, more in the, in the back country. 
um, and uh, and it's across a river and uh, re really spectacular with the view of this emerald lake. You know, this is a crown of mountains um, that's re world renowned now. You know, we had well world renowned. Uh, Instagram has made it quite well known and social media as well. One hundred ninety six thousand. 322 people went in 2019, and that's a 200% increase from 2020. And this park is, uh, is a provincial park, and it's just about uh, an hour, an hour and a half away from Whistler in Pemberton. Um, and it's a place that, that it has deer, black bears, grizzly bears, mountain goats, but it's renowned for the three lakes and the turquoise waters of those lakes. So we actually brought a paddleboard up there and went out for sessions on the lake while we had a baby, a toddler, uh, and as well, delicious food and wine <laughs> for four or five days. Um, it, was, it was spectacular. And, and I think that's one of the highlights of 2021 uh, for me as well, as being up to Joffrey Lakes. Um, also, 2021 was the first international trip, uh, for the first two international trips for myself in, uh, in a long time. Well, actually now three with Mexico. Um, because we are still 2021, but, um, uh, Iceland, six weeks, um, guiding, uh, helping guide a group of people. Uh, we had a spectacular time staying at one of the most unique hotels in Iceland with my mom, uh, getting to travel with her, uh, for the first time alone with no, no wife, no kids, no dad, uh, no friends, no brother was uh was very very special as well so definitely a highlight of 2021 and then followed by another three or four weeks of shooting and exploring the country as i know how to do so well so that felt very normal because icelanders were like there's no covid here because they had a pretty strict testing rule to get in and uh and it's this tiny nation of 300,000 people and as far as it comes what to choosing destinations to go to that are safe iceland is a great one because um, there aren't that many people. So probability is quite low of getting it comparatively to, go, say, going to London or Paris. But at the same time, uh, the type of activities that you do, which are uh, a lot of them are outdoors, going to see waterfalls and hiking down uh, canyons, uh, which is basically all outdoor stuff. So also low probability. But uh, I think they're just their, their strict uh, testing is, is really great. And it makes it a good country to go during, uh, during pandemic. We'll be going back. 16, April 16th to 23rd. We've already got, almost got a full group. So if anybody's interested in joining us in Islandia for the next uh, trip, please send me a message on that. Um, it really did feel like there was no COVID, COVID there. And, uh, and it felt very normal to be back, to be back in Iceland. It went, we had the contrast of staying at one of the most unique hotels uh, I've ever been to with a, a blue lagoon that uh, you have a balcony that's goes on to it and um, just serenity uh, personified serenity defined by the type of location that this hotel was but at the same time I had 65 70 kilometer an hour winds in in my tent while camped on a rocky outcrop within far too small a distance <laughs> between the giant wall of the glacier and uh, and our camp spot because if a big glacier calved off a big wave could come and or take us away but again it was that unwarranted because it didn't happen although it could have you never know <laughs> um back to the first trade show uh it was really nice to get back to that uh, as well at outdoor retailer but very very small um definitely though 
nothing nothing replaces in my line of work uh, meeting the people in, in person. Uh, it's it's just how I guess even in the days of your um, that's the best way to to connect with people to get your point across to make a sale um, to make a collaboration is is meeting the person because that gives you so much more of the essence. I'm not a huge fan of the Zoom calls, but they have been uh, satisfactory for the moment in replacing, considering, especially for a lot of my clients, they're not where I am, so I, don't, I can't go see them in person. But it was really nice to be back at the trade show, and I'm saddened at the hmm, doubt that I'm having as to whether to go to Denver trade show in winter, because... Uh, I, again, if I get COVID at that trade show, then I can't get back to Canada in time for my trip to Tanzania, where we're guiding a group there. Anybody wants to come? We've still got a couple spots left. <laughs> Do let me know. Park Safari and hiking Kilimanjaro. But, uh, but that's far, you know, big responsibility. I've got this, this winter to do. So, um, I guess instead of going to Denver, I will have to go skiing, which isn't too shabby. So long as they don't close the resort because, Quebec's gone through some lockdowns already, so hoping that we won't be following in British Columbia. Um, ski season. I got a little bit of a ski season in 2021 uh, that was unexpected. But, well, both the pandemic ski season that was cut in March, but I had a month before coming to Mexico, and it, uh, it definitely felt a lot more normal. Um, so I guess we're getting used to riding the roller coaster of this pandemic where just as life's getting back to normality, it gets shut down again. Um, but I guess, you know, other, the bubonic plague was likely worse. And uh, I had a throat infection, had to give myself a COVID test the other day and uh, just wondering. And it was uh, not, it was just a throat infection. But I can't imagine the days when we didn't have antibiotics. So, uh, so be grateful that we are at last <laughs> in, a, in a scenario or a world uh, and an era where we have uh, these medications and medical systems, because if not, it would be far, far uh, worse than it is. End of the year in Mexico, here where I am, um, Puerto Vallarta with my family, um, really delighted to be able to spend some time together. And that's, you know, kind of the decisions that we make. I think if it was a year ago and we were in the same recommendation by Canada not to travel, uh, we would likely would not have come. Uh, to do our uh, annual trip with the family here. But uh, but after a year of, of dealing with pandemic, we kind of decided, you know, this is uh, important and it's important to be safe and healthy and do our best. But at the same time, uh, life flies by. So if the pandemic is going to last five years, you're not, not going to see your family for five years because then what's, you know, not what's the point, but to a certain degree, uh, it's a balancing act. Um 2022, it looks a bit scary right now, but uh, hopefully, hopefully we've, we'll take the tools and the, all the things that we've learned from, from 2021 <laughs> into it. Uh, the new variant doesn't seem to be as bad, that being said, because it spreads so quickly, uh, still fills up the medical systems and the hospitals and the clinics to a degree that lockdowns and whatnot are necessary because if you fill up these hospitals pa past their capacity, then that's indeed when you, when you start to have uh, deaths that are not necessary. Um, you know, I, I think also now, like in the scenarios for 2021 of schools being closed, restaurants being shut down, um, we're learning A, more to cook at home <laughs> and B, um, spending more time 
intimately with with family uh, and friends as well um and and i guess uh that who is it that's that said you know you truly understand only life when you understand death and uh and this pandemic has demonstrated that uh that we are not an infallible species that can get through anything very easily uh and there are things curveballs that'll come in life that you just don't expect so very important to keep your activities in such a way that you still feel like you're living because otherwise uh, then it's just too tough you know a lot of i felt during the pandemic uh in 2021 particularly bad for friends of mine that have no girlfriend or boyfriend or partner or husband or wife uh because it was must have been extremely difficult to be in a lockdown at home and not be able to see anybody so the mental toll that this pandemic has taken on people is is extraordinary and and uh the lack of you know the the frontline workers are the ones that most lost uh income in this and have had to deal with the stresses of that i was seeing in montreal people were putting uh, uh big uh sheets over their balcony saying i don't want to be evicted i've been here for 35 years um and this pandemic has made not only the wealthy uh lose a lot of money but most definitely the ones that have lost the most and that are at the front line and that have to deal with this in the roughest of ways uh are frontline workers so uh so heart goes out to them and and uh truly if there's I'd be grateful for for what they do you know even for us uh, my mom always tells me if i'm buying anything from the vendor at the beach to not negotiate him because he's working very hard and he, and he doesn't make very much money and and she's right because the other day i did an interview with one of the guys on the beach uh in another podcast series that i've started here on Colin and i interviewed the gentleman and basically the math came out to he sells about 125 US dollars a day but he also had to pay for the product of what he sold so let's say it's half then uh then the guy only made 50 bucks in in 8 hours or 7 hours of walking these long beaches under a brutal sun um commuting from wherever he lives to and fro uh and and so but they they're hard working and many of them are like i asked how long have you been working and the guy i interviewed it's a 6 minute interview check it out uh, it's called perspectives my other series um and he said 8 years so so you got to you know understand that uh our frontline workers of the world are are very hard working and uh and hopefully we can make the pandemic uh appreciate them much more uh, them and and those in the medical system as well of course but um but yes yeah, so that's a bit of a review of 2021 um so many highs <laughs> i mean so many lows not so many highs um it's uh it's a year that well you know my greatest high was ariella being born but uh <laughs> lots of lows of difficulty of getting through it all and and we're very fortunate in in the way that we live and get to live and the support that we have um so so my heart goes out to those that uh, that don't have that same support because it was 2021 was a difficult difficult year um so i guess with that i'll end this podcast and uh end the year and say i i wish you all the best uh in this new year but the best simply being appreciating uh, everything that we do have and and friends and family and uh abilities because uh it can be brief um you never know so i dig i i bid you farewell 2021 you won't be missed expeditioner out see you next year